do it. <laughs> ah, thanks for joining us for another Chronic Conversations. Our guests today are Jason Leroy Lewis and Bryant Smith. Hello, guys. Hello. And hello, as hello. always, I'm your Once host, again. Jerry Anderson, a.k.a. Jerry Leonard. Uh, my wife will be joining us later. She's having a little spaghetti right now, and we're going to have a little whiskey. Not a little. Not a little, a lot. It's All a right. gauntlet. So we're starting with a, a gauntlet of whiskey. Should I go ahead and start pouring? Yeah, you go ahead and start pouring. You ready for this, Brian? Oh, yeah, I'm watching. What is that? Ooh. This is a uh, Balvenie. The Balvenie. Yes. So this is a scotch. Okay, a scotch is a whiskey made in Scotland. And it also, let me find my notes here. It's also, it's a malted barley instead of an unmalted, which would be like an Irish whiskey. Okay. So that's the difference between Scotch and Ireland whiskey. Obviously, it's made in Ireland, and Scotch is made in Scotland, but one uses malted and one uses unmalted. Barley. So, like, how nerdy do you want me to get with these whiskeys here? Uh, man, I want you to get a uh, full-on nerdy. Okay, so a Scotch uh, is made with uh, malted barley, right? Like that. Okay. Yeah. So, it also the barrel it's stored in mm-hmm. has to be used. It cannot be a new charred barrel. Right. So they outsource barrels from like. Uh, America for, you know, American bourbons, uh, Jamaican rums, mm-hmm. ports, wines, any other cask. Mm-hmm. But by law, any scotch has to be stored in a used, a used barrel. One. Okay. okay. Alright. Why is that? Why, why, do they, why do they have to do it that way? Who, you know, there's probably some ancient government law and taxes built in on that. Hey, there's Jim. Gotcha. Hey! Hello. <laughs> so this is going to be light and airy like a kiss from your grandma. I like that you use as few words as possible because I can mentally figure that out versus notes of lavender and whatever other fruity notes. It's like, I don't taste any of that shit. I just taste whiskey. Well, this is going to be light and fruity on this one. Well, I got to do that. Yeah. 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 That's really good for sipping, which... Now that I'm older, I enjoy a lot more sipping on something than I do shooting. Um, you guys sippers or... Oh, yeah. I literally just did a shot just now. Because oh. <laughs> he's a heathen. Because he's a heathen. I am. You the power it's, it's, it's $15 a gallon rum. I'm not wasting anything. <laughs> so the uh, single barrels, what do they use the single barrels or the new barrels? Is there is there a type or... or... Okay, so new barrel is a brand new charred barrel. Okay. Okay. Single barrel is uh, <clears throat> when they bottle everything from just this one barrel. Uh-huh. And usually the label have be listed on what barrel and what rack it was on. Okay. And how old the whiskey is. Right. Then you've got blended, which is, say like you're, you get a blended scotch. Uh-huh. That can actually be a blend from several different distilleries. Oh, I gotcha. And they're just trying to get the same flavor profile Consistent. every bottle, like uh, Johnny Walker. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, whiskey itself, the the definition is a spirit of distilled from malted grain, especially barley or rye. So basically, these are different versions of different grains they use. But I believe it's the bourbon. It has to be fifty one percent corn. Yeah, bourbon has to be fifty one percent corn and uh, aged in a new charred barrel. And, and the used to I. I could have swore at some time when I was looking at definitions and things that, that it had to be made in Kentucky to be a bourbon. Is that correct? or That's to be a Kentucky bourbon. A Kentucky bourbon. Okay, because I know Chattanooga whiskey calls theirs a bourbon, and I thought, 
Yeah, but they, they're not allowed to put Kentucky on it. Kentucky on it. Now, to be a Tennessee bourbon. bourbon, it has to be charcoal filtered like Jack Daniels. Okay. Yeah, this is a, a for bourbon, it says, and, and I didn't see the Kentucky part, so I guess this could be like a Tennessee bourbon or, or other than Kentucky, but it's a straight whiskey distilled from mash and at least the 51% corn, like I was saying, in, in addition to the malted rye. Do the different grains, like how does it change the profile? Okay, so corn is going to make it really sweet. Okay. Rye is going to give it so like peppery spice notes. I got you. I, I, that's one of the things, especially that I have the 91 here, but the Cask 111, the Chattanooga whiskey, mm -hmm. like I, I really like that just subtle hint of sweetness right before the fire, yeah. which is one of the things I like a lot of times with those higher proofs. Um, out of the higher proof whiskeys, is there anything y'all like, like the Turkey 101, the Devil's Cut? Have you had the uh, Cask 111? Is there any kind of high proof? The highest proof, I like uh, the Booker's. Booker's cast strength. Comes in about 127 proof. Nice, nice. Jesus. <laughs> It'll either put hair on your chest or make them all fall out. Is that why we're uh, bald? That's. You that's, gotta... that's a cop fighting bourbon. <laughs> I feel like when it's you, I should ask you to um, actually uh, 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 say what kind of cop fighting we're talking about here because uh, they might get a little confused. I'll bet on both. I'll bet on both, okay. Yeah. You know what? We'll let goes. the audience decide which kind we think we're talking about. Cockfighting? It, it may change as we uh, fill up the whiskey glasses. It may be. <laughs> What's your favorite thing? See, I said, I said cop fighting, as cop? in fighting a police officer. Oh, <laughs> oh well, you know, we heard what our 40 miles wanted. I wanted to hear cop, But now I have so. this image in my head of Chicken Boo from the Animaniacs. Fucking, uh, <laughs> now I've got uh, fighting a police officer. I've got fighting cops fighting CPD. with the cocks now in my mind. <laughs> yeah, now i got cop fighting with cocks in my mind. Great. That's yeah. going to make for some interesting You're welcome. later. <laughs> That's going to be my new band, Cock Fighting the Cops. <laughs> so what kind Is of whiskey skull? do you like to drink on, Mr. Bryant? Um, I am not picky with the alcohol I ingest, uh, hence the $14 bottle of uh, a gallon of rum I have. But when it comes to like a whiskey whatever whatever uh, Leroy puts in front of me first <laughs> right. and foremost because he has exquisite taste but uh, lately I've been drinking a lot of like rye whiskeys um, I got a really awesome bitchin rye whiskey and I can't even remember the friggin name of it at a liquor store in East Brainerd the other okay. day and it did not last long it was so good uh, my favorite rye right now is uh, Angel's Envy rye what what makes a whiskey a rye whiskey? That's the main grain that they use for the yeah. mash build. Right. Uh, are there is there anything in particular? I know we're talking about a lot of things we like. Is there anything you just won't fucking drink? Like you won't put to your lips or? Uh, I won't put American Crown anywhere near me. No. Okay. Uh, speaking of Crown, uh, uh, Canadian whiskey, um, according to Google and Wikipedia, it's trash. Oh wait, that's according to me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> It is made. It is made in Canada. Um, how do we feel about the Canadian whiskey? Because that's the one thing. It's funny you said that because Crown Royal is one that I just can't. Okay, so like, Crown Royal has been like slipping us the Mickey since day one. Yeah. Uh, in Canada, rye's king because of the temperature. Right. Okay. Rye grows good in cold weather. The Crown Royal up there is rye. Mm -hmm. The stuff they make for us, they don't drink. They just ship it down here and we drink it like. 
Smart. Gotcha. And it's terrible. You get a hold of actual Canadian uh, royal rye, uh-huh. it, that's a delicious creature. There. Delicious creature. It's a whole different Yeah, if anybody's out. going to Canada, put a couple cases in the trunk, sneak across the border for me. <laughs> right. Oh, there's a there's a few. Um, I I've got a fun story about Canadian whiskey. And it's oh, not us. about a particularly good Canadian whiskey. Um, Even better. Black but velvet. the first time I ever did Adventure Fight live at Chattaca or at Conuga, uh-huh. um, they uh, they set me up with a uh, huge room and no one. Should Showed up, so I got like this huge be- bottle of uh, Canadian Mist, cool. which I don't know if you've ever drank that before, but it is the worst rock gut whiskey I've ever had in Just my life. Just hearing the name makes me make a face. And between, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's another one of those that's like fourteen dollars a gallon, but uh, I think gas is cheap is uh, more expensive than this fucking shit. Yeah, but. We drank between all of the adventure fight cast and myself. We drank the whole goddamn thing in an hour. Oh lord! How was that the next day? Awful, terrible. But uh, we ended up the end of the game ended up with more people in there because we ended up just drunkenly screaming at each other for an hour. Well, let's and we were all comics. And because of that, we got booked the following year. It was pretty awesome. Man. But yeah, Canadian Mist is awful. Don't ever drink yeah, it. Yeah, it I, makes my vomit want to vomit. Yeah, it, make, yeah, it, <laughs> it actually does. I, I actually went, we were at a friend's house, and he pulls out this bottle, and he's like, this is a $250 bottle of Crown Royal. I'm like, first of all, I don't think you can make a bottle of Crown Royal worth $250, but okay, we'll go with that. And took a sip thinking maybe, you know, it'll be a higher proof, or it'll taste different, or it'll... I, I, I could not tell the difference. Like, I, I don't know, maybe it's a palate thing, but I, I feel like I was just drinking regular Crown Royal. Maybe one of those things, like you said, it's like, okay, so now we're going to take the same shit, put it in a fancier bottle, oh, yeah. and charge them $250, because it, it, it tasted just as shitty as the other whiskey. So we're fixing to move to round two on the whiskey gauntlet. We're going uh, with the Old Forester 1920 <laughs> Prohibition style whiskey. It's 115 proof. Oh, nice. <laughs> Damn. So the first one was a I kiss like from Old Forester. So the first one was a kiss from Grandma. This is a, a kiss from that little S and M girl down the street. Yeah, I feel like this <laughs> one might slap me just a little bit. And I'm a super cheap drunk, so if something happens and I pass out, I'd appreciate it if you guys could just finish the podcast for uh, me. What size shoe do you wear in case you pass out? <laughs> a little smaller for you, I think. Oh, you are okay. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So this one, a whirl here. Let's give this one a whirl. Alrighty. So this is uh, we just went from malted, malted barley at 90 proof to 115, uh, 115. bourbon. Yeah. And how how just just sip it straight out? Should I sniff it first? Should I wish it around my mouth? Uh, like, I mean, like is there a well yeah do, do all that. Oh, I really like the smell of that. What is it? Is that like a maple or a maple? Yeah. Oh wow, that's 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 usually people talk about they smell or taste hints of things, and rarely I do. But that it really stood out. Well, one fifteen has not been watered down much, so so it's got yeah, it's pure pure flavor. 
That's tasty. Yeah, yeah it's a different that, animal completely, yeah. though, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it reminds me of something else, but I really can't put my finger on it or in it. I'm already getting, uh, I haven't even smoked yet, and I'm already falling off the rails of the train oh. here. Uh, well, if that happens, I'm going to root through your place. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Brian, call dibs on anything you want. <laughs> All right, man. Just uh, just take his phone and uh, record it, and I'll give you a list as you go. All right. <laughs> yeah, bring it all the way around. Live stream auctioneer. <laughs> Probably. Uh, <laughs> and, and there's different ways. We live cast it. Different ways people consume whiskey, right? Um, like neat. That's pretty much how we're doing it, right? Yeah. It's just yeah. basically unfiltered, nothing. No ice, um, no water. No, yeah, there's there's you do some people do it with either ice or water, um, which I thought they. I was reading about it, and it fascinated me, and I thought I'd try it just because they made it sound really good in the article, like it would enhance the flavor, but honestly, to me, it made it taste like watered-down whiskey. Like, it was like a Coke that the, the ice had melted in. Now, you could probably do that with this 115 because the proof is so strong. Right. Maybe like a cap full of your water in there if you want to try that. Right. And it'll... Uh, Change the yeah. profile the, a little bit. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, cause I, I don't think I've, I've done it, and I really just prefer the uh, the neat. Yeah, the neat. Yeah. So far, I, I do too. You just dropped this lid. I just dropped the lid. I wish this was on video so you could see this. Oh no! I'm already fading fast, people. And again, I haven't even got the smoke yet, so. Shit. I've got my cigar lit. We're good. Yeah, you got your cigar lit. We're good. Um, some other ways people have it are in a whiskey cocktail. Mm -hmm. Now the original cocktail, uh could be any spirits but the one i think most people think of nowadays is whiskey cocktail like a whiskey sour or an old-fashioned an old-fashioned is simply some sort of muddled sugar or syrup or, or or some form like that some sort of bitter and then maybe an orange rind or a cherry right yeah, or Pretty both much. or both yeah. um then there's whiskey sours and then of course as you go out they get crazier and crazier now Anything fruity or anything with stuff mixed in, it's basically a cocktail, right? Yeah, so the whole idea of the cocktail was to mask the flavor of the shitty Canadian whiskey that we were <laughs> Yeah, that, Yeah. That makes perfect sense. How do, how do you like to drink yours best other other than shooting it, Brian? Do you like to drink it neat with um, water mixed and something? So I, I'm typically neat or um, I do like an old-fashioned, but it depends on who makes it. You right. know what I mean? Like... I'm a barfly, so I'm very picky about my, especially my like old school cocktails, like you know a whiskey sour or a an old fashioned. Um, but other than that, uh, I like uh, whiskey ginger, like yeah. a that's fantastic, like a mule. Yeah, whiskey and ginger is uh, two great flavors to go great together, and I use whiskey a lot in like recipes. Like, okay. if I'm doing a barbecue sauce, I like yes. to have a little whiskey in there to okay. really open everything up and mm -hmm. uh, really sing with the brown sugar. I think yeah. a bourbon works best with that. Yeah, yeah. Especially yes, a yes. A um, little bit of that Kentucky bourbon. Uh, you know, good make is, the uh, girls holler. Uh, <laughs> you make a milkshake at home, uh -huh. a vanilla milkshake at home, and you put a little bit of uh, bourbon in there. Oh, I bet that would be good. I'm yeah. That's something yeah. I discovered later in life, too. When, when I was younger and drinking, I could never fathom mixing alcohol and milk. And then I had some sort of something that had... Car bombs. Car bombs. Yeah. <laughs> Irish car bombs. I was a white Russian, same as every yeah. other white guy after... Uh, after... Uh, the dude. Oh, God, what's the name of that goddamn movie? Uh, the Big Lebowski came out. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, it's St. Patty's Day. Uh, Guinness and chocolate ice cream. Blend that oh. up. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. What yeah. since it is St. Patty's that's... Day? What's everybody's favorite Irish whiskey? Uh, mm. probably Red Breast. Red Breast. Twenty-one year old. Yeah, that's probably about the best. I haven't had that yeah. one yet, but it sounds. So, I'm I'm not as fancy of a bitch as uh, <laughs> as as our Mister Lewis, but uh, I found that I really like Conor McGregor's whiskey. Oh, I don't like Conor McGregor as a person, but I tried proper number twelve, and I don't hate it. No, like I mean, it's not bad. It's definitely, it's definitely Irish. It's definitely got that sort of like Jameson sharpness to it. Yeah, but it's it's pretty good for being a fucking celebrity brand. Is that from using the unmalted well, mash? Is it change? It? Is that what changes the profile? So to have that. I mean, like the laws are less strict in Ireland. They're just right. ah, let's just make whiskey and drink it. Effects. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's pretty drunk, much just stupid idiot. Yeah, it's uh, it's grain. It's any grain. Right. Like, you know how like Scotland's got to be like malted barley and this has got to be fifty one percent corn. Right. Ireland's like, I don't care. Just put it in a barrel and age it and give me. Uh, just just actually... put it in a barrel real quick before <laughs> I sober up and realize what I married. Before we have to pay tax to the British for it, let's get it. Out. <laughs> and, and something I learned too watching a documentary is the the during the, one of the first parts of the process you have like the bourbon beer part and I didn't realize they actually made a bourbon beer like that that people would drink that that phase of, of the process have you ever had any of that kind of beer that bourbon ale beer oh yeah stuff? yeah the bourbon barrel you know and all that stuff it's all it's good but yeah is it like a is it like a beer is it like a whiskey is it is it really a combo of both or it, I mean it was done right it's thick like a Guinness okay so you know that would be the closest thing I can describe it to you right so since it's that early in the process, that's also how, what she said. <laughs> how does that change the proof? On like what now? Like, like, like we'll um, we'll just say a regular Kentucky bourbon. Say they're taking like a bourbon ale beer, um, and they're taking it at that point of the process because I know. So that's going to require like different state and county laws on what they can do. Like a four loco here is like seven percent, and in Atlanta it's nine percent. So it's okay. You know, that's going to change from state to state. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, I think it's, it's when they take it's like the first run, it and it, like the, that's what they like in moonshine. They call it like the blue flame, or that's what is that where you get the higher proof? Is taking it a little earlier? Before? No, no, that's all toxic. That's all toxic. Yeah, that'll kill you. It's uh, like well, I mean, like, technically alcohol is toxic. Technically true. alcohol. Yeah, will yeah kill we're you. allergic to it. That's what mm-hmm. makes us drunk. The ethanol content content in the first batch is too high. Yeah, like when they were first you know figuring how to brew this stuff, like. The monks who invented whiskey, like, were dropping dead from it. <laughs> Let me get you a lighter. Yeah, we, so, we have a gauntlet. We started out with uh, my aunt or my grandma kissing me or something. He's really into incest, obviously. Um, the, the second one. Well, yeah. We're on the second one now. What's the Stepmother second one? It's a higher proof. And what is it, it called again? So this is Old Forester. It's 115 proof. Just smell it. Don't taste it. But smell it. It's not like a whiskey smell. It's like a... Uh, See if you get the notes I got off of it as far as what do you smell like first? Very sweet. Yeah, sweet like a maple syrup almost. Sweet. Just sweet, yeah. That's well that's still what's yeah, that's it's weird to smell it that followed by alcohol. It's would you say it was a hundred and fifteen percent? Shit yeah. laced after one shot. <laughs> well I'm Hopefully you're not shooting it. Hopefully you're not shooting it. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm sipping on it much slower than he is. Know. He, he may run ahead of me in this gauntlet race, but... Uh, I'm dragging my feet. Well, <laughs> Are you keeping up with us over there, Brian? We can't really see. Have you, have you had any more uh, shots? Or? 
Um, I've had the one shot, and uh, I'm keeping uh, St. Patrick's Day alive by drinking Mickey's Fine Malt Liquor. Oh, all right. How much did you get paid for saying that? I feel like... You know we're not on video, right, brother? Not... I don't care. I don't care. Mickey's, pay me. Every time he says Mickey's, uh, sponsor Rancid me. I want to go on tour album. after the pandemic's over. Sponsor me, Mickey's. I want fucking Dr. money Murphy's so I can go on tour. Up. Operation oh, Operation Obvious case of uh, CDs every time he says Mickey's. <laughs> <laughs> well, my co-host Jen has joined us. She's had her little bit of spaghetti. And, little, yeah, I well, did have a little bit, but I'm so full, dude. It was so good. Got it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having some. So we, did the, uh, we did the corned beef cabbage and uh, oh, the that's what I should have done potato so pastries went, and stuff. You yeah. really? Oh, yeah. Well, what is your favorite yeah. Irish dish as far as Irish food? Well, I mean, like, some of that stuff is, like, cross between Scottish and Ireland. Some of it's yes. the same stuff. Like Tex-Mex, it's not really Mexican, but it's still... Yeah. Uh, so, like, the uh, shepherd's pie or the farmer's pie. Yeah, those yeah, are both really good. Pie. I'm really picky about oh, God, those, yeah. though. I, I, was it, that's what um, Scotty. Scotty made. We had a, a lunch at, at work, and they um, everybody brought something. He brought, yeah, it was amazing. But I, and, and I, It's one of those things where if it's not made right, I just it, I can't do it. But we should do a uh, cooking crossover. show. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. A crossover gravy. No, we should absolutely. You, can't, you and, can't see me, Jerry. We have to do a cook-off. <laughs> I will Bring food to your house that will change your life, sir. Yes, let's do that. Yeah, we definitely need to do that. We'll have somebody I'll bring, uh, we'll put I'll bring my smoked cheese dip. I'll do the, uh... I'll do the brown sugar cinnamon short ribs. Oh, Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Man. Oh, shit, that sounds amazing. I don't know what we'll call that episode. I, don't, I know his. So, Sean J. Denny, the Green, green okay. Heart Shaman, finds so many fucking Green Hearts. I feel like green it should hearts. have it. Op- I mean, um, Green Hearts. Damn, I'm. Hang on, I'm going to take another sip and a hit. Go ahead, Brian. What was you saying, sir? Cannonball. <laughs> Cannonball. My goodness. You sound like me the first time I started wrestling. Because <laughs> Leroy. Like I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell on you a little bit, Leroy. So <laughs> please do. Like I've made some I've made some jokes in the past about like other guys I've worked with that like uh, would get a little too drunk before the show, and Leroy always kind of fostered that habit because everywhere we went, did not matter what show we were doing where we were going, everywhere we went, we'd get into the locker room, we'd shake everyone's hands. And then Leroy would sit down, would unpack one part of his bag, and it was literally just a whiskey bar. And he's like, so who's coming over to try some try some whiskey? <laughs> just every time. And he would, like, pour samples out for the boys every night. And yes, I, I, I'm familiar with this, and I may or may have not partaken in such activities. Well, well the best thing is I like... partook in the activities. I partook in the activities and overdid it a couple of times. The closest I ever got to swearing at a kid's show was because of Libra. The first time I had a couple of punch t- was at a show, and people were trying to warn me that I was drinking too much. And, of course, I'm like 20-something then going, oh, you just don't know yeah. what the fuck you're talking about. And I went, heard my yeah. music play and went to stand up. I was like, oh, fuck. Well, I like this. Uh, uh, when we go on these uh, road trips, like these small towns in the middle of nowhere... The whiskey stores yeah. are just stocked of stuff I can't get here. Because you go to those little small Man. towns and it's it's vodka or Jack Daniels is all they drink. Right. Meanwhile, like the Blantons, 
and all this in the weller and all that stuff is sitting on the shelf with dust on it. So well, see, Jack Daniels. That's an, speaking of Jack Daniels. That's another one of mine that I just there's something about this distinction in their flavor that I actually don't like. I know it seems to be the most popular thing. It's one of those that just because of the branding, I wish I liked it, but I just don't. How, how do you feel about Jack Daniels? Is that um, something you ever? You know, honestly, I shit on it for years and years and years and years. And I got to think, you know, that I got this big whiskey snob. I hadn't had a, a Jack Daniels since I was like 21. And it was mixed wow. with Coke. Okay. So uh, we, we got little airplane bottles uh-huh. out of somebody's uh, small fridge in a hotel room. I don't know if say who's. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I could not shit on Jack Daniels anymore. It was it's a quality uh, whiskey. Quality I mean, whiskey. Yeah. And, and That's I, a really know, nice way of saying, hey, it's fine. It's fine. It's not as blackout bad as I remember. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's, it's, it's one of those things that it's it's those whiskeys that as long as I've already had some whiskey, I don't mind drinking. Because at that point, the flavor doesn't matter as much. Yeah, at that be, point, you can't taste it, so fuck it. Right. Have another cocktail. Now, but uh, shooting it, like if I have nothing else, like Jack Daniels is something I would shoot versus sip on or even mix with a cup or something. All right, you need to finish that whiskey up. We're moving on, son. Oh, well. <laughs> damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drink up there, This pal. is what I got left. Show him your glass now. God damn. Now, I know his is empty. I know his is empty. I've drank with Leroy Lewis for fucking years. Jesus Christ, how long have we been working together? I did, uh... A decade, maybe? Not quite. Counting sideshows and all that stuff. I started doing I started doing comedy, and then the year after, I did WrestleMania. So, like six years, I think you and I have been working together. Uh, it just feels like right a after right after WrestleMania. <laughs> so much right after WrestleMania, I got hired for the sideshow, and uh, I'm glad I don't do fucking sideshow anymore. <laughs> Oh, thank you. That shit hurts. Oh, yeah. 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 That's why I brought whiskey. Mm. All right. Man. So we're moving so, forward here now. All I'm, right. I'm moving kind of in a sway. All right. You're going to have the spins tonight, baby. You're going to have the spins. Oh, God. I love the spins. It's like being on Tilt World at Lake Winnie. I'm so glad you're still over late in the morning. Oh, no. Not Lake Winnie. No. Nothing at Lake Winnie is safe. <laughs> I bet it's what makes it fun. Uh, <laughs> that cannonball is hold, held together by termites holding hands. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're I moving. I rode that thing fucking once. <laughs> yeah, me the too. Worst. It about I was in the back car and it almost threw me out, and I was like, I'm "The fattest guy here. Yeah. How's this throwing me out?" Right. All right, so we're moving on to Ardbeg. Say that again. Ardveg. Ardveg. Okay. No, Ardveg. 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 Yeah. Like Ardvark, but Ardveg. Ardveg. So this is, is Scot- like Scot- the first one. Uh huh. Okay, but now this is from a different part of Scotland. Okay. So you've got the Highlands, uh-huh. the Lowlands, uh, oh. yeah, the Campbelltons, and then you've got this bad boy from the Isla. Now, this that is bo- from. Let me just say before you get started, the bottle itself looks pretty fucking mean. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. The- that is a beautiful bottle. Also, yes. you were stroking that bottle like it's your long-lost wife. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so your long-lost. So okay, a lot of people who say they hate. Too. So a lot of people who say they hate Scotch. Isla Scotch is usually the first thing they get their hands on, and 
it's uh, it's not for beginners. Right. Okay, you just like, oh, I'm going to try scotch. And you're like, oh, this is like licking an ashtray and Band-Aids and burnt rubber and all this yeah. stuff. It's awful. I don't want to drink again. So what makes this different from the other scotches is where this is uh, made at, there's no trees. Oh, it's it's near the coast. Uh -huh. So all that seawater keeps... Right. So what they use to cook the malt with and age it and smoke it and everything is peat. Okay. So they dry out chunks of peat mm -hmm. and they use that as fuel and it smokes like a uh, so the smoke bomb it. that you throw on the bus in fourth grade. Right. You've made me try this before. Yeah, yeah. You you mentioned Pete, and it immediately like triggered this <laughs> this PTSD? thing. In my, it was like a past, It was like going to therapy and hitting a past trauma. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I started out on that. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> you're a dick. <laughs> All right, so he's my second favorite dick. So heads up, now that you, we've talked about this, this is going to taste like you're drinking a campfire. <laughs> okay. This is so smoke, smoke, just smoke. Okay. And uh, there could probably be a really good marinade we could do with this, but I we're wonder, just going to marinate our livers right now. I wonder if it's anything like um, Josh Barnett actually has a new whiskey out and was talking about this. One of the, the uh, signature notes of it was the smokiness. All right, so and this is a scotch. So right? now that you, yeah, it's a scotch. So now that you know that it's going to be peated and smoky, you're not going to be like, oh, this is gross. You'll be like, oh well, I, I understand and appreciate that. So I hope, <laughs> I hope. Just looking at it, it, it looks a little lighter like the first one. Does that have something to do with the barrels? Uh, yeah, they don't age it as long. Okay. Because the more you age it, the more that smoke flavor pulls out. You know, also the uh, Chattanooga bourbon is only aged like around two years. Yeah, yeah. So, well, they were they were in a hurry to get that out on the market. Yeah. You think <laughs> yeah. they're going to have some like, longer ones? Or have you had any? Have you had anything else? Uh, shout out to Chattanooga whiskey. Their Cask One Eleven is, yeah. is my new favorite flavor. Uh, yeah, um, their experimental stuff is really good. Yeah, too. yeah, I really want to try like some of their dark. And so some of their yeah. when they first came out, they were a uh, NGP product. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with those. Right. So what that is is that's like uh, this big company that makes whiskey, and mm -hmm. they and it's followed by different people's recipes, right. and they store it. So when you first open your own distiller and you want to say made here and aged here, right? You want to open up, but you still got like seven years of aging before you're, you're real yeah product. you got to make money somehow so mm -hmm. you order your recipe from these people mm -hmm. and then you, it ships to you and they sell it and you know a lot of people are like oh i'm like no they do really good stuff right now their their flagship is the uh george Renus bourbon mm -hmm. and it's pretty fantastic yeah it's 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 one of those that i was really hoping i would like but was afraid i wouldn't and and tried it actually if you've been to the Comedy Catch, you like comedy and whiskey. I found out recently that Comedy Catch is a whiskey bar, and they have fucking everything. Yep. So, if you're a connoisseur of whiskey, um, then definitely check that out. And if you like comedy, check that out as well. All right, yeah, quit stalling and drink this whiskey. you got to try right. this. So, this is a campfire in your mouth right Campfire here. in my mouth. It is a fucking campfire. I, it smells very, very smoky. It's a completely different animal than anything you've had so far. Yeah. What was that? Nice. Yeah, there's... What is the aftertaste? There's a little bit of an aftertaste. It's kind of nice, but... Iodine. Maybe iodine. Or yeah, from the sea, the sea salt that works something, yeah. something, yeah. Because, so. yeah, the sea salt yeah. will crust around the barrels and get yeah. absorbed into the wood. Gotcha. Yeah. It... For me, it, like... I, I think it is the iodine. Like, it tastes kind of fishy. 
I, I hear that. I hear medicine-y sometimes. Oh, medicine-y, yeah, medicine-y. Yeah. That's definitely. But it's a, yeah, I can definitely see medicine-y out of that. But it's a nice. It's it's. Uh, I've heard of whiskeys. I've tasted whiskeys that were supposed to have notes of leather before, but this does have a... Mixed with the smokiness and the iodine, it has kind of a leathery flavor almost to it a little bit. Like chewing the belt. Yeah. <laughs> but it's almost like weed. I mean, people's favorite weed are always the ones that are the... The nastiest fucking smell, you know, the skunk and the... Mm-hmm. To the point you'll be driving oh, yeah. down the road and smell a skunk and go, Hey, is that... Some, oh, no, that's a skunk. That's a skunk. That, that's an interesting thing to me is things that normally would repulse you. You acquire a taste for it where it's actually pleasurable to get notes of those things in there. What do yeah. you think that's about in the brain? Like, how fucked up are we? You know, well, <laughs> that's why I don't believe in hell. <laughs> is because well no like literally it's why I don't it's because humans can fetishize anything right like on a long enough timeline on a long enough timeline if the only thing pulling your putt is feet you're gonna get a feet thing and you know cause we're humans are Pavlovian so you know it's it's that way both in you know like whiskeys and like weird foods and right. weird weeds and shit like that um, but also, you know, in the idea of uh, being tortured in a lake of fire, eventually it's like, ooh, ooh, stuff it in harder, daddy. You know what I mean? Sure. And Hell is frolicon. Do what? Hell is frolicon. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, uh, I promised myself I wouldn't. I wouldn't go back to the fucking sideshow to go back to Frolicon, but part of me wants to just so I can go party at Frolicon once. Because I always have to work the next day. I, I Every time we have done that show, I have had to work the next morning. So I always have to drive back that night. I take the week off so I don't have I to sh- work about it. I should have planned this day better, and I should have took tomorrow off, but I did make my bosses aware that tonight's podcast will be the whiskey episode, so there's no telling... <laughs> What is going to show up tomorrow, as, as far as I'm concerned? Don't you work at a restaurant? I do. Yeah, Jim and Nick's uh, uh, Chattanooga. Is it the one over by the mall? Yeah, over by Hamilton Place. Fuck, that's what I thought. That's what I fucking thought. I almost went in there the other day to see if you guys were working. I was like, is that the one they're working at? Amazing, yeah. Uh, Tuesday through Friday, we're there first shift, brother. You should come in and see Fuck us sometime. Yeah. So, I'm, I may. I was there early. I was going to get my oil changed. So, do you want to shit on anybody for joints while we're talking about restaurants? Yeah, let's do that because that's something. Oh, are we shitting on restaurants? <laughs> I love shitting on restaurants. Uh, Mission Barbecue. Oh, I've not oh, had that right before. By. That's right by. Uh, Horrible. Is it uh, is it good or is it bad? It's it's so bad. Oh no! How do you have a bad barbecue restaurant in Tennessee? It it honestly like. It tastes like they didn't smoke it before, like, maybe a minute. Or they used that fake-ass liquid smoke. That would have been better. Uh, it it kind of felt like they served so it to a plate and they had, like, the little lid on They stuck smoke under it and lifted it. I mean, it was just, I don't know, there was no no smoke to it at we all. We smoke ours about 12 to 14 hours. Um, we do brisket. Yeah. Um, other than Texas brisket, it's the, probably the best out there. It's, yeah. it's fucking amazing. Um, Bro, I'm going to make you, I'm going to bring my fucking... 16-hour pork butt for Ooh. you to try pork next butt. time I make one. Pork butts. I dare you pork to. Butts. I fucking dare you. Oh, man. And I'll bring the homemade barbecue sauce. You ain't even ready, baby. I'll bring the cow tongue. I'll bring cow tongue. Uh, I've had cow tongue before. Dude, I love lengua. I mm-hmm. love lengua. 
Oh yeah, yes. good. So. Oh yeah, there's a taco restaurant on Brainerd, Mexiville Seven. Oh yeah. And I will. I for years was just like, or Mexi Wing Seven. Sorry, not Mexiville. Although Mexiville also kicks ass, but Mexi Wing Seven on Brainerd Road, they are probably my favorite Mexican restaurant in town now, and their hot wings are fucking amazing. But they do uh, beef tongue tacos there, and they're fucking awesome. Like, they braise the tongue for God knows how long, and I've never had tender tongue before. And it was... <laughs> what? I'm not sure. This was just like... Well, yeah, I'm a comedian. We don't, we don't get a lot of gentle treatment. <laughs> so, my favorite is... Uh, they, you know, the, what he's braised or crock pot, however you want to do it for yeah. like a whole day. Uh-huh. You take it out and you refrigerate it. And the next day when you're ready to eat it, you slice it and throw it on a griddle and crisp it up. Yo, it's a very unique. That sounds texture. awesome. What would you braise it in? I don't know. Like uh, butter or and butter. <laughs> oh yeah. Onion. Butter braised anything is better. A hundred percent, dude. I impulse bought a can of snails on Amazon the other day. Escargot, you do like that? Yeah, she loves escargot. Oh, but a cow tongue yeah. nasty. I've, I've never had it before. I've never had it before. So I'm eventually gonna do like an entire like Facebook live stream. It's like, okay, I've never made snails before. So beginning to end, we're gonna see if I like them. And so the people listening, I don't know how much it's going to pick up, but we have a rainstorm, and we have like a tin roof effect going on in here, so it's, it's very loud to us. We don't know if you can hear it, so if you can, we apologize if it's putting you I to can sleep. Hear it. I can hear it through the phone, for okay. sure. So I'm so, going to drink like six whiskeys and then drive in the rain. Home. <laughs> so, so if this is lulling you to sleep even Jesus. more than my normal questions, then I apologize. And, I mean, we're at a quote-unquote slight tornado risk, and everyone's fucking gun-shy after last year. So, like, I I got spontaneously added to, like, four group text messages today. It's like, hey, let us know if your house gets blown away. Well, I mean, there's a few witches I'd like some houses to land on, so maybe Yeah. You gotta look at the positive things. Maybe we get lucky. Maybe we'll get lucky. I was like, oh, uh, man, maybe you know, my favorite part was the fridge went down, so I had to eat everything in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the gas grill up on the porch. And like, Might as well go ahead and... Well, we got mashed potatoes and, and onion. Well, we're making uh, potato pancakes and on the on the grill. Yeah, I love potato pancakes. And we used to... It's so sad. Oh, my God. Our menu got cut since... Um, COVID and things, and some of the things came back, but some things aren't coming back. We used to have a Taco Tuesday where we take our, uh, we do basically street tacos with our smoked meats. Oh my God! And quesadillas. Oh fuck! But we don't do that anymore, and that breaks my heart. And nothing pisses me off more than getting not getting food that I want. Um, <laughs> Man, some, some magical stuff. So, what are some of your favorite Man. foods to eat once you're drunk? Once I'm drunk, yes. like my favorite drunk munchies, probably something like Waffle House or like breakfast foods. French fries. Yeah. So grease I like is where your head's at, dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, just... So, so uh, Jerry, stoner to stoner. Yes, sir. Um, so we're talking about breakfast breakfast foods. Yes. Uh, this is a thing 
my roommate and I have been doing on Sundays because he's like, oh, he, I cook a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, he was like, I'm going to start doing breakfasts. And then he just started like making these dank fucking awesome breakfasts on Sundays. And the prerequisite is we get real stoned beforehand. Have you ever done wake and bake brunch, sir? Oh, yes. It is, it is so fucking amazing. Um, it is. It is primo. I'll tell you a restaurant primo. I really like to go to for brunch when I'm really stoned, and that's the City Cafe. Um, I love their breakfast. Yeah, day. dude. Their home fries? Holy shit. Home dude. run. So, yeah. you know, I don't do the weed. Like, I don't do well City with Cafe weed. Is good. I don't do well with weed, but uh, right. I do like to do a lot of uh, drunk cooking. What kind of things do you like to yeah. eat when you're drinking? Like, yeah, what do you cook? If, if I'm not driving and hitting crystals. Uh, uh, crystals, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. But if drunk I'm, or stone, oh, that's God, a drunk yeah. or stone, crystals. That's, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, crystals. Crystals is the most delicious mistake a human can make. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, but I'll get drunk and I'll, I'll look in the fridge and I'm like, all right, we're going to make chili cheese onion rings. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> there, there's nothing like drunk or stoner inventions when it comes to food. That's really when you come up with the best recipes. Or when you don't have that much to work with, somehow you get super creative. As stoners, you know, you're talking about Brian, like you only have a few ingredients. It's, it's amazing how you, you get a little weed in you and all of a sudden you're a chef and you can make that into something gourmet. Are you kidding? I have a whole career based on that. <laughs> yes. Check out Gravy Boys. I'll be, I'll be drunk, you know, and I'm trying to yeah. figure out how much Nutella can I put soon. in the pancake batter and still have it become perfect pancakes. I would, you know, um, <laughs> I would really love to do an episode with you on Gravy Boys and we'll see what good weeds could pair up with certain foods. How about that? Oh, man. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> fucking, um, uh, we'll, we'll keep it Tennessee legal, wink, and Delta like, A, do, CBD? Yeah, do, like, edible oils do medicated oils right uh with cbd which is like super easy to do uh because that's uh that's a little science for you kids that's how <laughs> uh, you make edibles is um what activates the active ingredients in cbd cannabis thc what have you uh what activates that is heat right so uh you just convert it from thca to thc and um, Weed you foil <laughs> up some bud and bake it. You can uh-huh. literally eat the bud at that right. point, and it'll do the trick. But you want it to taste good, and right. eating a dry bud of weed is not yeah. fun. Um, so what you do is you suspend that THC in an oil because right. it is not fat-soluble, where it is, whereas it is like uh, water-soluble or whatever. Right. Or it is fat-soluble but is not water-soluble. Water-soluble, right. And so you suspend it in oil, and that'll give you. And it can be any oil; it can be any fat. Right. So um, I've seen infused sour creams and shit. But what I want to do, and I want to fucking like you and me hang out because I love doing like long-term like fermentation cooks. Oh yeah. Is do a uh, infused flavored olive oil that you can use with anything so it's thc garlic red pepper and a little bit of oregano and you suspend all of that in an oil and make like a shrimp dish right i i I love the the infused oil thing um 
Yeah. And also, I got it in. I got my one recipe you can do at home in on on your podcast. Hell yeah. <clears throat> and I like uh, edibles put me in Debo's pigeon coop. So I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've, Man, I've, I had an edible this morning, and then the plumber, the landlord, sent showed up right awesome. as it kicked in. I've, it's fun. I've had oh, a guest on here that have had an edible before they got here. So it was fun kind of watching them devolve <laughs> before my very eyes. They were very uh, sort of properish before it started. And then just, you know, at the end were, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> As I'm doing now with the alcohol. Yeah. So the- I am too, because I've been day drinking. So Well, you, you got a head start then. Yeah. I had today off, and I was just like, "I'm, I'm gonna have an awesome day come hell or high water." So I just started day drinking and playing video games, and I I had an edible for breakfast. It's been an awesome day. Oh, I bet it has. Yeah, it's been it's been a pretty good day here. I mean, uh, uh, obviously got all these delicious whiskeys and a little mm-hmm. bit of smoke and some. We we made some spaghetti tonight. Have a really good meat sauce. I'm looking forward to trying later. Ooh, You're a big I fan love of meat a good sauce. meat sauce. Big fan of the meat sauce. Big fan of uh, cock, cop fighting and, and also the meat sauce. <laughs> <laughs> that does, that's, like, the first one is Grandma's Kiss. This one's Grandma's Sofa. I was thinking, like, a kiss from Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, Over, from overly grandpa, affectionate yeah. kiss from Grandpa. Oh, yeah. After he's had his pop in his mouth. <laughs> Creepy great uncle that had a little bit too much whiskey himself. Come sit in my lap. Come here, little boy. You feel my finger in your butt? <laughs> oh, no. Look, look, here's my hands. It's not my finger. Ta-da. <laughs> Ta-da. <laughs> uh, sit in my lap. We'll talk about the first thing that pops up. Man. Just not, <laughs> wow. Did, awesome. My first bomb. I thought I love you were talking. I, I thought you were forever. talking to your wife, and I was like, oh, is he that drunk? <laughs> like, man, Probably. All the alcohol turning back into fourth grade. That's gonna be that's gonna be the entire third act of this podcast is Jerry just being like, yeah, uh, I've just talked about whiskey for a second. Hey, babe, <laughs> pull my Freaking. finger. Watch it. Hey, hey, babe, can you make that thing clap like hands? <laughs> Shake it like a shot shaker. Shake it. <laughs> like a shawl shaker? A shawl shaker. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. This is really good. And I, I, so I'm a little faster on this one, but I'm slow going. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I guess I'm going to slow I'm encouraging you. I'm encouraging uh, you to finish that so that we can get to the ad break and you can get some revenue. And so <laughs> he's I forgot all about shot. that. Ads? What? Ad for break. what? You say that like we're doing a show or something. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Weird. <laughs> like a podcast. Man. Which, speaking of, as usual, I'll have a lot of plugs at the end of the episode. Awesome. Is there is there anything going on new that's... I know you've had just about all your shots, so are you ready to get yeah. back out there and do some things, or... Um, I get my second shot on April 7th okay. in Jasper, and then uh, I gotta wait like a week and a half before it's like really safe for me to go out and then uh like literally mickey's 
Fucking yeah. sponsor me. Someone give me a bunch of money so I can go tour. Yeah, but, yeah I'm immediately going on tour. Oh, and awesome. So have you done any writing during this time, or have you just kind of pissed it all yeah. away? I've done a lot of writing. Um, awesome. I don't know if I told you about this, Leroy. Uh, I, I talked about this last time I was on the show with Jerry. Uh, I'm writing for oregano.com, I which love is those articles, a by the way. satire page. Yeah, um, my my most recent article fucking killed it. Uh, uh, recent additions to no fly list really fucking with pre flight edible. Yes. Um, but I've been writing for that, and then uh, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and get the plug out here. Uh, last time you got the scoop on I'm bringing Bobby Anderson back into the wrestling game yes. when the quarantine's over i'll give you another scoop awesome. uh adventure fight has a podcast oh wow oh, okay you know i need that adventure fight has a podcast and uh we finally have an editor we have 34 episodes out now oh wow or we okay. have th- well we have 34 episodes finished in the bag in the bag, and our editor is working through them now. Um, so in the next few weeks, we're going to have that, and we're going whole hog on that. We're going to have uh, the Adventure Fight Patreon, where you okay. can be a part of our Discord. You can, uh, if you pay enough money, I'll I'll run a D and D game for you, but it's not oh, wow. cheap. And will you uh, do it topless? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Listen, if you if you give me if you subscribe at a high enough level on our Patreon, I will do basically whatever you want. So this, so basically what you're telling me is I get the greatest combination of fans only and Dungeons and Dragons ever. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) We're pioneering Dungeons and Dragons only fans. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, the, uh, the podcast is coming along swimmingly. It is an, a, absolutely stellar cast uh i'm dming it of course my partner in crime ian sharp and then we also have uh shalita chapman a local improv actress who is very talented uh matt patterson who is a very talented improv actor in town we have the one and only dave Hanna, uh local layabout and uh all the way from atlanta a guy who was recently on an Amazon comedy show, Aaron mm-hmm. Chastine. Oh, wow. So, look for us on Spotify, look for us on wherever fine podcasts are found. Okay, is it is it going to be a, just an audio, or is it going to be a video podcast as well? It's going to be just audio. We have a video thing we're working on, but it's still kind of in the early stages. <laughs> Same. I, I, there's some stuff, though, that happens... Sometimes I think some of the funniest stuff stuff is kind of visual, so I feel like I miss out yeah. sometimes. Um, so I'm definitely guys out there. I know I've been saying for a minute now that we're we're working on getting us up on YouTube and and visuals and a video cast, but we really are, and uh, we're gonna do some more testing coming up, and we're just trying to find the best way to do it before we start putting it out there. The, the Man, I'm blind as a fucking screen door. I am really glad for audio only, but that's just me. I'm, <laughs> I'm again blind as a goddamn closet door. What do you like? I mean, when you do listen to podcasts, do you, do you like the audio cast? Do you, do you prefer the video yeah. or what's the? Uh, uh, so if I'm listening to a podcast, oh. it needs to be audio because I'm usually driving somewhere. Like okay, that. yeah. So 
I look at my phone enough. I don't need to be. <laughs> I got you. What about you, Brian? You prefer the audio or video? Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely more of an audio medium guy. Uh, sorry, I had to eat a coal. Um, but no, I'm definitely more of an audio medium guy. Uh-huh. Uh, like, especially because I'm in my car a lot, and so having a podcast going while I'm in my car is for me a lot easy it's a lot more entertaining for me to do it that way than like listen to music or try and watch something on my phone or whatever for me it kind of depends there's some there's some podcasts i really like the video version of like joe rogan mm -hmm. i like watching the video there's a few others but more recently i've definitely got into some more audio podcasts um we got some brothers, um, um, Chip Brown and, and Talon. Yeah, Marley, yeah, yeah. I need to listen radio. to their podcast. It's really good. I'm they a have, bad friend. They have like um, they have a bunch of haunting ones that are really good. I've listened to several of those. Um, I'm not as much in, in, into sports unless it's fighting or pro wrestling. So I don't listen to those as much. But if you like sports, they have really good sports ones. Um, um, several and and there's some things going on in the background I can't talk about yet. But we're working on maybe doing some kind of co-thing as well at some point uh, uh, Chip and I, so that'll be I'm for it yeah. I'm for it because because uh, uh, the movement that's uh, Talon Morley yes. and Chip Brown right yes yes and he's yeah Chip I love he, both of those guys Chip has really been um, my biggest mentor as far as podcasting he's um, there was another guy kind of that pushed me towards it and 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 helped and then there's a lot of people that have had a part, but Chip Brown, as far as mentoring me on the podcast side, I've, I've really went to him for a lot of advice, just like I have you for my writing. I do have a, a new blog yeah. myself. I'm going to plug myself real quick uh, called Chronic Thoughts. It's on Blogspot. You can find it. And um, Bryant has been amazing. He's an amazing writer. I love oregano. It's fucking hilarious. And and for for him to be my mentor in that has been great. So I appreciate you in that and helping kind of steer me and, and Get me along because it's been going really good. The blog's yeah. been going great. Yeah, um, and I, I'll vouch for you. You're a good writer. Like if you Thank guys you. are listening to this, I I went to college to write pretty words, and <laughs> he does a very good job. He does a very good job. Um, and I, I love that you're expanding into that too because I feel like that's a really good like progression of like the chronic conversations brand right. is yeah. you know having that much more yeah it's 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 awesome it's and it's, i appreciate everybody that's read it 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 really surprised me i the first thoughts of course is like why would anybody want to you know give a fuck what i'm thinking about or what i'm writing about and, and i still don't know why but they're reading so it's great um do you ever do any kind of writing is that something you've done or i know you do a lot of creative things but uh, like uh, you know, I write for the show, right? And that's usually me drinking a shitload of whiskey, smoke cigars, and, and uh, that's how I do doing, a lot of my writing. You know what would be great? Time travel. Let's do an episode <laughs> of time travel. Yeah. There, I wrote an episode. I'm so great. Well, what, what substances do you like the most, Brian? When uh, when you're trying to be creative, is it alcohol? Is it just weed? Is there a certain like sativa, oh, brand, strain? Um, so, so I'm gonna double over at the waist and blow myself for a second so like the being creative for me is not it it's it's not a substance thing like i'm always on that bullshit i'm Uh always in my own head kind of like daydreaming and Uh like you know 
writing essays or whatever, um, you know, cutting promos on people, <laughs> but uh, cutting promos on customers. But like when it comes to like time to sit down and actually get some fucking work done, um, a sativa cannabis is always fucking great for it. Um, when I was in college, it was Adderall, and I'm right. really glad I don't do Adderall anymore. Um, I have to be careful with my caffeine intake <clears throat> now because I did so much Adderall. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm the same. I like a good sativa. Um, mm-hmm. uh, some kind of stimulant, even just a cup of coffee is nice. I've, mm-hmm. I've heard, I haven't oh, yeah. tried it, but I've heard um, nicotine was a really good uh, neuron stimulant. Yeah, hence, hence the cigars. Hence the yeah. cigars. It is. Um, it's it's why all of like the great writers throughout time, there's always at least one painting of them with a cigarette looking a little crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like you know where coffee you know was originally drank. You know that's also where they came up with arithmetic. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a. Uh, I know. Um, definitely sativa, uh, uh, rarely indica or anything, but every once in a while, I, I really like some of the hybrids. For creativity, there's been yeah. a couple, um, including one. Have you ever heard of Jack Herrera or Herrer? Isn't that the guy who used to sell the juicer? And... No, no. Man, he... I I smoke I smoke weed in Lane. Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> I I don't get weed with a name. Right. Here. <laughs> right. I get what I get what I can get, and I, I trust the people I get it from. I go back and forth between Arizona and here in Arizona. It is actually legal there, so I, I've mm-hmm. had a few. Blessings of trying a few different things. So you know the wife's big into it. I'm not. In mm-hmm. the, right. the wife's big into. It. She goes. How do you feel about the cartridges? Ooh, I've got feelings about cartridges, well, but get, I want to hear what Jerry's got to say about them. Okay, like I'll go the first. oil carts. Yeah, I want to hear what you got to say about it first, Jerry. So I've, I've had some of the underground, and I've had some of the legit. The underground are pure and total shit. Um, uh, yeah, the legit one I had, I recently had a legit one, and the reason you know it's legit is because it has the little QC code So it's got a hologram thing. on it? Yeah, and you can basically it's got a little trace QR it. code on it? Yes, you can trace it back to the original place, you can find out exactly how much, you know, a lab analysis and everything. On the box, or is that on the cart itself? It was on the box. Oh, okay. And, and there, there's a few other ways you can tell. Thanks for reals. I, m- I may have the, the box somewhere, but the real one was actually, it was an indica, and it was actually pretty nice. It was a, the, the carts is, is a weird kind of fake high. Like, it hits you when you hit it, but then it's almost immediately gone, right? Yeah, yeah the WAF uh, prefers mm-hmm. the real thing, but. Yeah. Like, I hate them. I fucking hate them, uh, and they're bad for you. Don't smoke them. I yeah. mean, if we're in a car or uh-huh. like. Her family's Perfect. coming over. Trip. Yeah, yeah. She'll, uh, you know, sneak off into the bedroom and not movie have to theater. Like, yeah, yeah, that kind of deal. Places you can't have a strong smells. Definitely, they're they're. You can you can do the combination. It's best to do like combinations of things. Like maybe I wouldn't want to do a cart by itself, but maybe I take an edible before the movie, and then yeah, I go to the that's what I the, do. Yeah, and then you, then you hit the vape, or or you you smoke a couple joints before whatever you're going to do, and then while you're there, you hit the vape. It kind of help stretches it out, keeps it going. Watch nice Roman Polanski movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, did we ever cover? Yeah. I know we were talking about different uh, uh, munchies and stuff. What is your favorite thing to have? Do you like savory, greasy, uh, sweet? When it comes, we talked about a couple of dessert it, it, it's things. It's all of it. I mean, it. Yeah. just food. Yeah, yeah. You're intermittent yeah. fasting now. It does, dude. I get oh bad drug 
this is something I think all three of us can identify with because yes. I think I met you at this show and I almost went there because where I got my vaccine was right up the road from that Pikeville show. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the Chinese the in the, in the trailer? <laughs> the trailer Chinese place. I know you ate there because you took me there, Leroy. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, did you ever eat at the Hungry Dragon? No, I don't think I have. Please, please oh, do tell about it. Holy shit, <laughs> dude. Like, I wake up in a cold sweat some nights thinking about that place. So we went to a uh, wrestling show in Pockville. Okay. And For those listening the... who don't know about wrestling shows, most shows are in a place where you feel like you'd hear the deliverance music. Yeah. So, oh yeah, no. This place is in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, we're we're, we're the only source of uh, entertainment, so yes. they pack it out. Uh, so right next to it was a uh, a trailer like you would find in any mobile home park. Yeah. A single wide. I would like to make the point that it <laughs> yeah. is a single wide. <laughs> and they had stripped it completely clean. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One fourth, the first one fourth of it was the kitchen. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. Another one fourth was like the register area, mm-hmm. and then they had tables lined up against the wall. Wow! And she was, you know, broken English and everything, and I was kind of amazed because, like, broken English and a limp, yeah, with yeah. a toddler running around, like a pimp limp or an injury limp, like, like an injury yeah. limp. Like, okay, she escaped to get here and like herself. Yeah, but, uh, it was kind of. I was wondering how she got there because, like. We're in like the whitest, whitest town uh-huh. in the mountains, yeah. and you know, Isn't it crazy there's no the ethnicity there at all. Yeah, and then there's this that. lady here who barely speaks English. Wow! And it's attached to a dirt mall. It's attached to like the flea market where this show took place. And it was some of the best like Americanized Chinese food I've ever had. Isn't it's that so weird good. How, it's always um, I got like the, the food I got the Sichuan tofu, and it uh-huh. was perfect. It all, it, like I said, it always seems like those hole-in-the-wall um, diners or places of Chinese foods. or That's one of the, the more favorite Every things time. I have to do when I go to new towns is find the food trucks or the hole-in-the-wall places. What do you guys think about food trucks? They've come a long way since like it's them. like, you know. I'm for them. Um, I'm for them. The barbecue food truck Rolling Jays. Uh, they set up outside of Conuga every year, and they do like a barbecue like a barbecue fry nacho thing that uh-huh. is oh, fucking wow. incredible. Now, before, you know, COVID hit, uh-huh. there used to be a festival where it was, you'd get a bracelet for so many dollars uh-huh. and in this lot was like 30 or 40 specialized food trucks. Oh, Sorry, yeah. Fucking math. Look, I don't know what that is, but we need to figure out what that is, baby. And we're definitely, de- def- definitely going to go to that. Excuse me. I am, I'm just a little bit past the other side if- of buzzing if, if, well, well, I think we should get that other whiskey. Tips. Yeah, if there's a... Uh, yeah, it's your whiskey. Oh, yeah, yeah my yeah, whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, let's get to drink yours now, you Okay, so this <laughs> is a Chattanooga whiskey. It's a straight bourbon whiskey. Um, aged around two years, like I said. It's 91 proof. Um, they have another one I, I really like the flavor of much better called Cask 111 because it's a little sweeter and got more of a bite at the end. But this one is nice and flavorful, too. Uh, and, and it still has a little bit of a bite. So it's kind of... In between those, uh, 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 the the one fifteen and the and the grandma's kiss, I'd have to say, and uh, like all of them, there's a really cool fancy cork in here. Yeah. The uh, screw top is always a 
a scary sign of a whiskey. <laughs> a scary sign of a whiskey. <laughs> have, uh, have you tried the Devil's Cut by Jim Beam? Oh yes. Uh, I there. I'm not usually into whiskey mixed drinks, but uh, I ain't gonna bring up the name. But a place used to a steakhouse restaurant used to make this drink called Devil Went Down to Georgia, and I can't remember what was in it, but it was made with Devil's Cut. So either straight or mixed, I love Devil's Cut for sure. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm about to vomit in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you what don't have, like the Devil's no, Cut? On that note, I'm out of booze, so I'm going to be right back, guys. Yeah, so you, what, you go get you some more booze. So what Devil's Cut is, is once the barrel has started to fall apart because it's been used so many times. They pull some of it. Uh, and it won't stay together anymore. Mm-hmm. They take the wood and they press it to squeeze the whiskey out of it. Okay. So you're getting the barrel squeezings. Right. And they gave it a cool name like the Devil's Cut. Right. And you're like, oh, this sounds great. And it's a gimmick. And they're like, this is just like. It may be I get past <laughs> the flavor just because of the burn because I, I like the. A lot of people don't like the nastiness of some whiskeys, but it's sort of the nastiness that I kind of like, if that makes sense. So even with like, that's why I enjoyed. Well, I've had scotches before. Uh, one I enjoyed. Now, now let's talk about what the difference is in another Scotch whiskey that whiskey 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 <laughs> that I enjoyed that you don't like so much. And, and tell them why again. We spoke about it a little bit on the last one. Is a Chivas Regal. Uh, well, I'm snobby. I mean, like if I'm gonna do a mixed drink, Chivas Regal's fine, but it's a blended Scotch. Right. And so what you do with a blend is about two-thirds of the bottle is like neutral grain spirit, mm-hmm. almost like moonshine. Okay. And they fill it up with some quality whiskey. Ah. So it, you may have like a 27-year-old whiskey in there, but tw- that's only 25%. The rest of it's just basically pure moonshine. They kind of moonshine. They yeah, just... they blended it together, and it's that's you know kind of the problem I have with Jim Bean, you know. Yeah, see, now... Got, the the you know the devil's cut I talked about locking maybe it's because of that bio the high proof but if you talk about like just the regular Jim Beam like I'm not a fan at all sort of like Jack Daniels it's just no, not no, flavor wise yeah and my main problem is what they charge for some of the other whisk you know the lines and stuff you got the yeah. the red and the black then you get to like the blue uh-huh. which is like four or five hundred dollars a bottle wow seventy five percent of that is just neutral spirits neutral mixed spirits. in with it you know is there any like you know, we've been talking about expensive whiskeys, like Canadian whiskeys and stuff. Is there anything that is worth that kind of money to you? Maybe not at the most extravagant end, because you know that it can go to ridiculous, like the King Louis, King George, whatever that was. Oh, yeah, cognacs and stuff, yeah. But what about like, is there anything that you would pay, like, say, a hundred dollars or more a bottle for? Because the Chattanooga Cask Eleven is only like forty-five dollars, which yeah. is not that bad. Uh, so. If I've got $100 in my hand, mm-hmm. I first got to decide, do I want a scotch or a bourbon? <laughs> right. Okay. Fair um, enough. And like time of year really changes what I drink. Mm-hmm. I've noticed I drink more bourbons in the summer. Hmm. I, I think it's the higher proof. You sweat more, then you cool off instantly, I guess. Right, I right, right, right. Uh, if I'm going to buy, spend 100 bucks on bourbon, it's going to be Booker's. Okay. And that's the one that comes in around 20, 127 proof. Is that something you might get just to have kind of like special occasions? You know, some people get the more expensive things so to have on. I don't drink every day. Right. Now, maybe three, four times a week, though. But, you know, and I put it in pretty pretty good work on what I do. But uh, what you do, do, right? Yeah. He said do-do. Do-do. Um, I said do-do. So, yeah, like if I've got her bucks, that's just like, hey, why don't you buy some whiskey? You know? And if it's summertime, it'll be Booker's. Right. I, I, um, during the winter... 
Uh, $100 on uh, a bottle of uh, Lagavulin, 16-year-old. Okay. And that's a, a peated scotch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, what's the guy's name that has the mustaches on the comedy show? Uh, Nick, uh, Nick. I don't know if it's Parks and Recreation or what it was on. Oh, 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 yeah, the, yeah. I know who you're talking about, but I can't Yeah, he, he really raised the price of that shit, because uh, that's all he talks about drinking on the show, and people went out and tried it and bought it, and. The price jumped about thirty bucks. It's about hundred bucks a bottle now. But yeah, I have no problems paying that. That's a really good. It's a sixteen-year-old Scotch. It's been waiting for me for like sixteen years. So. Right. That's yeah. That's that's that seems like the far end for me. Like I couldn't. Like I could probably uh, rationalize spending a hundred dollars for a bottle for for something. But I'm not that big of a drinker either, and I don't have that that much of a. Uh, um, a palate, I want to say, without a refined palate, maybe that, that notices uh, a lot of the nuances that, that you might notice because you've been drinking it longer. Um, for the beginner drinker, if somebody was wanting to try whiskey, what's a good beginner whiskey? Are you talking price point or flavor-wise? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this uh, this Balvenie right here that I gave you that was so light and yes. everything that's a great starter. Yeah, right I agree. I, I could see. Now this is the this is the the lowest uh, priced one. This is the uh, the American toasted oak. Okay. So this is about forty five bucks. For a lower proof whiskey, normally when it gets those lower proof, for some reason the flavor profile changes to a, to a point I'm not not really satisfied or, or like. But that one was really good. Like it so was this still this is still in the the ninety proof level. So yeah. it's, it's so it's still it's not yeah. It's standard. That's standard. Nine, standard. Nine proof is pretty much standard. Which is about what forty, forty-five ish percent. Yeah, forty-five percent. Um, um, explain to people what proof is versus percent of alcohol and something. If they're looking, maybe they're new to drinking and and they're not sure what they should get. Uh, if you're want, you know, the higher the proof, the more alcohol there is into it. It's just that, that's easy. Right. Uh, you pretty much take it and cut it in half. Right. Like if you say it's you know ninety proof, that means it's forty-five percent alcohol. Yeah, hundred proof, fifty percent alcohol. It's, yeah, you know that pretty much the easiest way Range. to cut it in half. Yeah, and the proof thing goes back to uh, people watering down their whiskey and trying to sell it. Yeah, and they would take it and put a little gunpowder in it, and if it still lit the gunpowder, it, it was, was proof that it was had not uh, been watered down. That's where you get the proof name from. That's awesome. I see. That's the little. I, I'm huh. when it comes to stuff like this. I love little tidbits like that. Yeah. Man, I feel like I'm being—I uh, feel like I'm being good to the business because here I am, this young buck, and I'm just listening to you old timers talk, and I'm learning. As long as you're learning. Was <laughs> uh, calling you old. Come out of retirement, wrestling. Oh, you know that it's, last match I did of retirement, like that kid was blowed up and dying. I'm like, I'm the one that's retiring here. That's I, I wrestled a, a Talon my last time, and. Uh, I went for a real quick, like I was going to go for a single leg, and then popped back up. He said, "Damn, you're still fast." I was like, "I don't know if that's a compliment or 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 it was a, a derogatory oh, statement of you fucking old fuck. How can you move that fast?" Yeah, I didn't retire because like it hurt too much or I was getting slow. Mm-hmm. I retired because like I wanted to do that uh, YouTube show, Bumping the Night TV. Right. And the wife's like, look, you can't work six days a week, go wrestle, and have a YouTube show. Right. One or the other. And I'm like, well, I've done this for 20 years. Let's uh, change it up. Yeah. How, how do you like it compared to wrestling? Because i got to be honest with you, the blogging and the podcasting are like life now. Like, I enjoy it so much more than I do professional wrestling because I feel like I hold a tighter hand on the creativity part of it. I have a lot more control, and that's 
done? What do you feel like as far as what you're doing now versus wrestling back in the day? Of course, no live audience, which... Yeah, that, that changed everything. That changes everything, but... Um, I don't know if it's because it's... Uh, I did the wrestling for 20 years or not. Mm-hmm. This seems to be more fun. Yeah. You know, like, in wrestling, I knew what to expect. Right. It's either going to be a good match or the drizzling shits. Right. Uh, with the YouTube channel, I never know what's going to happen. Like, I don't know if the guest is going to be fabulous or if it's going to be like Charles Newby and his edibles are going to kick him while we're trying to interview him. That is awesome. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> That's like what I was talking about. Uh, I'm going to tell edibles. that. I'm going to see him Sunday. Going to see him Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I, wa- I literally watched the edibles kick in. Like the pupils dilated and everything. It, it was great because watching my guest here that day that had the edibles before the show, um, she she started out kind of like this, uh-huh. and by the end was like you know. <laughs> oh yeah. So it was a whole different. Was that was, Bridget? Was that Bridget? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was. I, I'm not gonna say any names, but um, um uh, I will say now on the head. How about Bridget. that? No, she called me fat when she was on your show, so I get to make fun of her. That's true, yeah. That's fair enough. She did. Yeah. So, yeah, so I asked Charles Newby a question. Fuck you, Bridget. Like, you got skinny and it made you look scarier. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I asked Charles Newby a question, and uh, I said, what's the, the craziest interaction with a fan you've ever had? And he said, uh, well, this doesn't have to do anything with a fan. It's not that crazy, but... This one time I had a cat, and I thought, what oh, if I draw God. this cat? And he went on for like 10 minutes like that. No way. Without the question being answered. Yeah. <laughs> so the funniest thing I have seen, and that made me LOL more than anything in a while. Nerd. Was that, <laughs> yeah, was that, um, I can't remember if it was from a driver's license or what, but there was that picture she said, apparently, I look like Bryant Smith. Did you see oh, that yeah. picture? Oh, yeah. If no, you have not I seen that picture, Leroy, um, it's... Wow, it's it looks so no, much. Her, her license picture looks like me, which uh, makes sense because we're both terrifying to gaze upon. <laughs> yes. we're, we're both biblical angels. Be not afraid. And, and I, I think I'll have this out before she will be appearing. I think she's opening up for Open Mind tonight. She's on yeah. um, the last leg of her Feral Hogs tour, so if you haven't seen that, yeah. uh, you only have a few more chances. Get out there and see her. She's hilarious. And her album's on Spotify. I'm only plugging it because if I drop an album, I want her to plug mine. And it's hilarious. Yeah, it's really good. I've listened to uh, no, I, half of it. I, I haven't listened to the album, but I looked through every title of every track, and I was like, yeah. I know that punchline, I know that punchline, I know that punchline. <laughs> Some of it I've like, It's so weird listening to your friend's albums. It's kind of yeah. like uh, watching wrestling. Oh, I know what the finish is going to be. I know what the finish is going to be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At that point, yeah, I, I some of the stuff I, I'd already heard her do live, but it's I got to hear more of it because I haven't, unfortunately, I haven't got to hear like a whole set from her. She was just hosting, so you know there was just bits and pieces. Yeah, um, no, her half hour is really good. Like she's legitimately a very good comic, and it pains me to say that. Okay, so if you were to add up all your material, how much time <laughs> do you think you have total? Uh, all of it? Oh, shit. Uh, probably, like, 
five albums and one of them's good. Like, so like five, five albums, five hours right? and yeah. one hour. So, and so how many good. minutes of that's actually good? Let, let me tell you this too, <laughs> for people listening that don't understand, like just like fighting, like five minutes of comedy is a long fucking time. Okay. Yeah. You hear these thirty-minute specials oh, yeah. and things like that. No, you, you don't I, understand I, the work that goes into it. Yeah, it's it's a lot of work. Like I'm working on my new thirty. And I'm just trying to get Jesus. five. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm working on a thirty right now. Um, that because like my old thirty is like very much a first five year comic thing gotcha. where it's sort of uh, the jokes are kind of individually packaged, so you can gotcha. kind of slide them wherever in the set and I'm trying to write like a really long cohesive thing uh-huh. um, that I think is going to be a lot of fun uh, I w- was working on it today and, but like it's so much work to write to like write a set like it's really easy to write a joke and it's really right. easy yes. to riff with the homies but it's like genuinely hard to like actually write a jo- and to write something that's funny especially if you're not using stories like, and it's it's a, it's a lot of you have a lot of you know set up punch set up punch set up punch yeah like you go through that really fast you don't realize how fast those jokes go until you do them and time them and things and they, they go by so yeah. fast so how long does it actually yeah, take you to um, memorize a set um so i don't really start memorizing a set until i start doing it on stage and that can that can take a couple of sets. That can take a month. Uh, it depends on the joke, how long the joke is. Um, but to like memorize like a full five minutes, probably about a month of practice in the car, listening to recordings, practicing in front of the mirror, and uh, actually doing it at like mics and stuff. And then by the end of that month is a really tight five. Well, that's that's that shows a difference. Same with my sex life. <laughs> yeah, in talent. Like, um, I've not been on stage yet, but I've been writing jokes for probably, God, at least Your five years. Your entire life, but <laughs> Yeah, I've been one my entire life, but not writing them. <laughs> uh, uh, but I, I've maybe got a, a super tight three minutes, if that. You know, so um, I understand how much... So, yeah. And you're actually in luck. Uh, that's kind of, and I'm not seeing it in a lot of other places unless you're going to like really big markets like right. Atlanta, New York, LA. Um, but Chattanooga does this too. And it's like if you're new, if, you know, no one's vouching for you, you get three minutes. If that's that. I need. Um, Just like with my wife, that's I did, all I need. I did a mic in, yeah, I did a mic in. New York, and I got 90 seconds to wow. do material. Uh, honestly, it was my best set I've ever done. See, I was, I was worried, like, though. All right, call I got me 90 seconds. Remember me. Go. Right. Like, I was worried because I, I was under the impression that at Comedy Catch, you had to have, like, a good solid five minutes to do open mic. Is that not true? Is that so, a misconception? So, Comedy Catch will want you to do your full five, mm-hmm. but... The thing is, when you're doing comedy like that, um, A, everyone's going to encourage you to be like, hey, it's five minutes here, but if you hit three and you think it's time to bail, bail. Okay, good. You know, 
if, yeah, like, there is no shame in bailing. Uh, unless you're doing, like, an hour. Like, don't <laughs> bail if you've got... Yeah, no, five like, minutes if you're booked hour. for an hour. <laughs> yeah. But if you're booked for five and you bail at three, no one's going to really care. You know what I mean? Um, especially if it's good three. Especially, like, if you hit, like, a super big high, bail on that. Because... Uh, you, it's like wrestling. You want right. to leave the audience wanting more. Got you. I'm going. I'm going to go ahead and announce here because if I announce here publicly, then I'll be forced to do it. But I've I've been wanting to take the stage for a long time, uh, but I didn't really have the confidence until um, you know guys like you supported me. Uh, so yeah. so at some point, I, and I, I want to talk to you this after the show as well. But I am. I don't know if it's going to be comedy catch first time, but I promise. To get my shit together, get all my jokes together, and yeah. I'm going to go ahead and do a set, and, and and I owe a lot of that to you. So thank you very much. I could probably hey, no get problem, you booked man. at a Chinese restaurant up in Pottville. You know, I kind of want to do I really crazy guarantee things Guarantee like I could get all of us booked at a Chinese restaurant, but I'm going to film my special in that restaurant. <laughs> That's going to be amazing. I'm going to film my Netflix special in that restaurant. It's going to be fucking seven people. <laughs> it's going to be or however many they can fit in those tables that are on the side that's facing me so I think I, I don't think that town has a fire marshal so you can pack them in there pretty good oh, that's fair <laughs> just pack them in do a fucking oh my god that'd be like a fucking Stooges comedy special yeah, yeah. which would be kind of awesome to like do a whole whole ass punk rock comedy special in a fucking single wide trailer Chinese restaurant <laughs> oh god that would be cause it'd be so unique like, that would kick so much ass that would kick so much ass can you imagine just the interviews about it I mean how fucking amazing they would be and people are gonna hear it and they're gonna be like yeah I gotta see that shit at a what a single wide fucking I would I would do my worst Lemmy impression for every interview is why so Bryant why did you decide to do your special to do your special in this place. I just picture a bunch Whoa, of white cops showing up like, well, we got to kick a bunch of Yankees' asses. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just thought what would be the most evocative thing, so I did that. It was the ambiance uh, of the place that first struck yeah. me. <laughs> There's a smell coming out the yeah. door of this trailer. smell coming out the door. No, I, I, I'm going to tell you, that's going to be the whole interview. It's just me <laughs> being like, no, no, every time I eat their Kung Pao chicken, my pants get a little stickier. <laughs> that's where the pal comes from. That's where the pal comes from. Dude, no, I am not even joking. Like, every egg roll you get at, like, a like fast food style, like, Americanized Chinese restaurant. Right. Like, a mall re- Chinese restaurant, they're all, like doughy and the vegetables are just overdone and it becomes this like awful uh this awful wilted mess there's like they had uh rice noodles in them that were al dente i swear to god they were al dente (laughs) inside of the egg roll that's yeah let me ask you, Brian. Uh, when you first started, did you bomb any at all? And every time. So how long before you stopped I bombing? I still bomb. Oh, you still bomb. Okay. Well, you I know, still bomb all the fucking time. When it, every time I've gone, see, you've been pretty damn 
on top of your game. Yeah, I know. I'm a great comic, but like, if, if you know, a a field with no rain becomes a desert. Like, you got a right. bomb to become better. Also, there are audiences that aren't going to click with you. Like, I've got this 9/11 joke I do. Uh, I've done already. it in a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's already funny. <laughs> So I've got this 9-11 joke I do, and uh, the whole joke is I'm doing an improv game, uh-huh. but it doesn't matter what the audience yells. I choose a random character I can do an impression of, yeah. and, then I, and then I ask for a place, and no matter where they say, it's always the North Tower on the morning of September 11th. Right. And... Uh, you know, it builds and builds, and it's it's a terrible joke. I don't tell it anymore for a reason. <laughs> but uh, it's also a really funny joke. But the way I started, I was like, okay, guys, I need a person, any person you can think of. And people will yell out whatever, and I'll be like, I heard Dolly Parton, or whatever. Right. And then I need a place, and they'll yell out all kinds of places. I, I heard the North Tower on 9-11. <laughs> So I was telling this joke at a sports bar in Murfreesboro. And uh, I this show is the reason why I'm friends with the Johnsons, uh, who are Nashville comedy legends. Right. Um, this show is why I'm friends with them, because they both booked me on it separately. <laughs> um, but I get up, and I'm like... It's a bunch of people that are like club comics that are like all of them are on tour. Right. And I'm like, hey, I'm this little punk rock alt comic. Let's have some fucking fun. <laughs> and I go into that 9-11 joke and none of my shit is, has landed yet. And I'm going into the 9-11 joke. And I'm like, all right, uh, I need a person. And no one says anything. I was like, fine. Uh, Scar from The Lion King. Uh-huh. I need a place. And this girl in the front row goes, anywhere but here. <laughs> That's where I announce myself as when I'm a heel, is anywhere but here. <laughs> well, they say, where are you from? It's like anywhere but here. We would change it based on uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. All the names that Jackie Gleason used, like uh, Swollen Groin, Indiana, uh, <laughs> Beaverlick, Kentucky. <laughs> Camel Toe, Missouri, <laughs> Gobbler's Knob, Tennessee. We would just change it up, That's all based great. on Jackie Gleason's crap. Uh, you got any more questions on whiskey, or are you completely like drunk now? You know, I, yeah, I'm pretty drunk now, but um, I was I was wondering how drunk our man's is over there. I'm pretty drunk, just trying to keep up with you guys with fucking malt liquor. I need about four more drinks before I start, like even like. Getting. I might need to concentrate when I drive. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's it's weird. And there, there's times when I have this stamina that I don't understand. Uh, it could be based on food, maybe. Yeah, the know, amount of protein like you've had. Protein, all, this, yeah. all that stuff. There's Sugar, a lot of variables I understand, yeah. yeah. But sometimes it, it feels like I can drink and drink and drink, and I, and I only get buzzed. And then there's other times where I literally have one shot of something or sip on like a couple ounces of something I'm already feeling buzzed. I don't know what that's about. So, I don't know anything about it, but like the, the how you act once you're drunk. Mm-hmm. There's an inter, uh, interesting uh, psychological uh, you know uh, thesis on that. Mm-hmm. So, if you think you're a mean drunk, mm-hmm. 
When you get drunk, you're a mean drunk. You're a mean drunk. If you think you're a horny person when you're drunk, you're a horny. It's what you think you're going to be. Mm-hmm. It's what you are when you're yeah. drunk. Huh. Um, it's it's honestly a lot how acid works. Like it, it's a lot like going into that tree on Dagobah. It, you know, uh, what's in there? Only what you take with you. And it's the same with anything psychoactive, be it cannabis, alcohol, LSD, yeah. uh, psilocybin. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all and about your mindset going in. So, right? when you're drunk, what kind of person are you? I, I believe I'm a loving drunk, probably. What about you, Byron? No. Me? Yeah, Brian. What are I'm you? hilarious. <laughs> well, you're hilarious all the time, so that's not really fair. <laughs> I get more offensive when I'm drunk. More offended or no, offensive? Offensive, yeah. Well, see, it's hard. I like, like I'm not, that. That I'm, sensor barrier goes away. Yeah. I'm I'm downright impish. I say that alcohol really releases kind of inhibitions. It seems like that you wouldn't do think yeah. something you wouldn't normally do against your character. Yeah. You just reach more of what your character would do. Um, you know, sober me wouldn't tell an incestuous Siamese twin joke, but drunken Jason, yep, that's on. Well, let's get some more whiskey hey, in you. Let's now, not hear that joke. Let's not let's not beat around the bush. We all know that sober Jason will tell the Siamese twin joke. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! But I, but at that sober Jason still looks at people's eyes to see if they're getting offended. <laughs> it's I wish sometimes I wish I could be offended if that makes sense because I don't if if I'm offended by anything it's people being offended like it's such a weird yeah. concept to be offended like what does that mean exactly so, to you like uh, I'll get drunk and I'll say horrible stuff to my wife and right. she's like you've crossed the line I'm like in this day and age to cross the line I deserve an award for that right yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Fucking, do you, I don't know. What do you it's do? A, it's a balancing act. It's a balancing act. Like, I definitely feel like there are lines that can be crossed. And right. there's shit you can be fucking offended about. Like, right. honestly, be offended about the right things. Like, be offended that Carlos Mencia still jokes. Steals jokes. Um, yes, I was trying to explain that. Uh, <laughs> let me jump on that really quick. I was trying to explain okay. to Jennifer... Uh, because I saw that he was coming to Comedy Catch, and I, I kind of got sour face. And, and let me explain, yeah. if you don't know the story, basically Carlos Mencia was a, a joke thief. And when you're a joke thief, like I was talking about how hard sometimes jokes can be to put together in a thing. So I hear it, it still is. Yeah, and so it, it's almost like, you know, you, you tracing a picture and claiming it is your own, right? <laughs> That's what he does, though. Like, yeah. He has, like, no one wants to feature for him because they know he'll take your jokes. Uh, a, a friend of mine <laughs> literally, like, heard him tell one of his jokes at a show once. And I was like, yo, you took my joke. And he said, what are you going to do about it? I'm Carlos Mencia. I've heard him say things similar, like he's both denied and admitted to it. he's not even Mexican, he's Hungarian. Yeah. Yeah, he. It's it's so crazy because I've actually seen side by side videos of jokes he stole versus the actual original comedian that did them. For me, writing jokes, there's been several jokes that I've heard a comedian just do something near the same concept, and I haven't even been on stage yet, and I automatically rip that page yeah. out and I throw it the fuck away because I don't even yeah. want to look like I've done anything like that. How do you feel about uh, you, you ever go to a show and maybe not the jokes the same, but it's a really 
similar or close to the same concept? Do you still tell it, or what do you do in a situation? I've gotten caught with that. I've gotten caught with that. I've gotten caught with, like, hey, I heard this here. And then I had to be like, what? And there have been a few times where someone's been like, I heard this. This guy does this like this. Right. And... I go and find it, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, we have the same joke. Like, I have this joke about killing myself yeah. that I had been doing for a year. <clears throat> and it was awesome. Uh, the big punchline is uh, I stuff myself full of glitter, jump off a big building, and pay a homeless person to yell Happy New Year when I land. <laughs> There's this comic, and I can't remember his name. Uh-huh. I can't remember. I think he came out of L.A., but he did a suicide joke in the same way, uh, like in the same kind of way I did. But his punchline was so much better because oh, no. it was about gun control. It was about gun control. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna get real sad one day, and I'm gonna go to the gun store and buy one bullet. And then I'm gonna <laughs> come back three days later, later and pick up a gun." And then as soon as I get there, because they don't let you pull the trigger or whatever, as soon as I get there, I'm going to put the bullet in there and say, I win! Bang! <laughs> so, so what do you do in a situation like that? And do you still tell your joke? or? I just I just retired. I, I, I'll still tell it every now and again, right. but I just fucking retired that joke. <laughs> See, that doesn't even seem like the same joke to me. Right. Yeah. Um, Man, it felt like the same joke to me. I mean, like... It's not like in wrestling when you're in the back watching the monitor. And they do the same move. They do the exact same finish you've got. Yes. Yeah, that's that's pretty frustrating. Yeah. Because then you got to change it on the spot. Well, but. that's the thing with comedy. That's the thing with comedy is like every joke is kind of your finish. You have to, with doing stand-up, every block you have has a finish. And you have to fucking make sure you hit that finish. And if someone else hits the same finish you're hitting, you have to slash their tires it's the law right yeah yeah <laughs> i would i would imagine so because that would that would be so frustrating especially if you like you said it was the finish you know you're you're yeah you're 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 everything there at the end and then you you have to change that up it's it's, it's almost as bad or, or probably worse as, as having to finish because you know i've had finishes where we've had to call them on the spot just because something goes wrong in the back they have this big thing planned and it doesn't work out yeah. Or whatever. But, uh, uh, wait, so, wait, you're talking about wrestling has to change stuff on the flight? No. <laughs> Some people no, cannot do no, that. Our, I, no, we didn't have to turn Leroy Babyface at a show in Chattanooga once. <laughs> in the ghetto in Chattanooga. I think I might have been on that show. Was that the, yeah, uh, the, yeah, 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 the three yeah. Way, three that was the one I broke my ribs on. That was one of my Leroy favorite all time matches. Baby by the way. face and socked me one, and I fucked the bump up real bad. <laughs> that is, I didn't know he'd fucked it up. I was just like, wow. I felt so proud. I was like, you know, like, wow, look what he's learned. And I'm like, oh, he learned to break his ribs. Normally, <laughs> normally yeah. I fucking hate three ways and things like that, but. That frolic on there, okay. That one went so fucking smooth, and everything just clicked so perfectly. Yeah. It's it almost like we match. had everything planned, but there wasn't shit planned beforehand. We kind of knew a, yeah. a finish-ish situation, yeah. but yeah. Well, I, that's what I love. That, for me, is wrestling at its best yeah. is 
uh, is improv. Yeah. It's, you know, like catch wrestling. It's yes. fucking improv. Yes. It's, you know, knowing how to do... Uh, uh, kayfabe's dead. I don't feel bad about saying this. Knowing how to communicate in the ring without making it fucking obvious. Yeah. And just calling that match as you go is... That's the art form of the business. It's a lost yes. art. Sort of like actually working things. People don't work as much. Yeah. They've gotten... Like, I, yeah. when I first started, I was really stiff and stuff, because I just thought that's, you know, I was young. Yeah, I mean, there's people that trained us in the South. People that trained us in the South, and we just wanted to, you know, oh, get beat yeah. up and beat up every fucking body. But then you learned there was an art to working that was, even me, like a different level. Like, some of the old school guys that, that could do things that looked so fucking convincing with so little actual... So when did you realize you had to lighten up? So after I left Paul E's, um... <laughs> God went, bless that carny. I went to UEW and I started doing some um, seminar side training with Ted Allen. Okay. And Ted Allen taught me how to work versus just literally beat the shit out of somebody. So yeah, I was in the ring with uh, Gene Spurlock. Makes and, sense. And, I, and I'm wailing on him. And he's like, yeah. kid, I got a real job. I got to get up and go to the work tomorrow. <laughs> Ricky Morton's got this old joke. He's like, uh, how's your uh, how's your shoot punch, kid? And you're like, why? Why are you asking about my shoot punch? He's like, because your working fucking punch is killing me. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking. See, I have, I've always had the opposite problem. Uh-huh. Is like, uh, oh, God, what's his name? The bad guy. Uh, the only. <sighs> Leroy, you know his name, and if he hears me call him this, it's going to make him either really mad or really happy. Uh, it's the guy that worked at uh, Keith Hart's show. Uh, it was the only black juggalo that anyone's ever Josh seen. Josh Frost. Oh, yeah, we got you know, stories on Josh. Yeah. yeah. Amazing work. Yeah. Uh, you know he recently just got shot in Fuck the face. Him. Yeah, he just got shot in the face recently. He's a legit what? badass, like people that claim to be in wrestling. Yeah, no, I knew he was a gangster. Like yeah. I told you, I told you last so time legit. I was here yeah. that Keith Lee tried to get me to work at his casino. Story. Yeah, but yeah, Josh and was uh, at the job and somebody jumped movie. the counter and just shot him right in the face. I could see. I watched the Jesus. video and he literally looked like he was about to dart, and then I saw literally written across his face, "Fuck it," and went for the gun. That makes sense with him, though. It does, Holy yeah. shit, that thunder rolls. It does. And the Latin answer, Really loud um, in here But no, times. like, I have the opposite problem with that, like, having the lighten up thing. And I don't know if it's because I've only ever managed. Probably. But, and that's all I want to do. Right. But, like, Josh was straight up, like, he got powdered out and I was, you know, laying the stomps into him yeah uh and he looks up and he looks up professional as fuck and is like hiding his face from the rest of the audience and says fucking kick me for real dude yeah yeah it's definitely there's different portions that were were like that and then i've trained with guys like um bruce pritchard where even my lockup seemed too stiff for him but um yeah uh, the thing is, is, I started out in, like, boxing, MMA, wrestling. So one, once you've shot, like, it, it's weird. And then you're taught stiff, too. It was really 
hard to make that transition in, in, into working. And some of my stuff is probably still people may consider SIF, but compared to where I started in my twenties, like I'm, I'm super light. Like the old school guys, like a Ricky Morton or a Bruce Pritchard, may consider me stiff. But in general, I don't. I don't feel like I am as much anymore. But I, I like people being a little stiff yeah. with me. How do you like it? Do you like a work? Do you like? Um, I don't mind stiff as long as I can still sell it properly. Yes. You ever yes. had somebody pop you so hard in the face? Yes, you, don't, you can't. You don't take the bump. You just like grab your nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there, there's a point. It's, it's, here's what I would tell guys at the beginning of matches. You can hurt me all the fuck you want to, but do not injure me like we were talking about earlier. I gotta fucking go to work Monday. Alright, so speaking of I've gotta go to work Monday, I've told this story a million times, not on this podcast, a million but and one. I've we never heard I've never it. heard Leroy's point of view on it. So let me set the scene. It's Frolicon a few years ago, and uh, tell me about what Frolicon I had gotten is. a little Lee, too drunk. Oh, is he going to tinkle? Yeah, he's got like a child's bladder and penis. Oh, uh, yeah. So tell her about well, what Frolicon let's is. Let him go tinkle potty. Tell her about what Frolicon I'm, I'm is. I'm telling him about the. I'm telling him about the chops. Oh, okay. So tell him what Frolicon is first, though, because we've we've said it a few times. Oh yeah. Okay, so while he's gone, uh, Frolicon is a, a uh, fetish convention that the subterranean up. circus has been a staple of for many, many years. Oh, man. So they host that show like, was uh, always fun. I will say that crowd was always lit. So they have like uh, rooms that are all based on your sexual kink, and they also have like an entertainment track, and they would book us for the yeah. entertainment track. Man, I miss a portion of that. And that, we would pack the room out every time. That uh. Right, so uh, you tell your your version of the story and go. <laughs> so, along with Leroy, we're working a fetish convention in Atlanta. Awesome. Uh huh. <laughs> and with the subterranean circus and I can't even remember what made me decide this was a good idea but alcohol like yeah. I was <laughs> alcohol I was drunk and uh, all of the people that weren't a part of our show were out doing staples like people are always going out doing like staple a bill to me and the bigger the bill the better the real estate <laughs> and literally that's the gimmick is staple a hundred dollar bill to my cunt or whatever so I was like I'm gonna do that version of it and I tried to start auctioning uh, chops from Leroy <laughs> and I found out like halfway through and I was like yeah we can't do that so it has to go to charity I, and I was like, okay, so this is all going to go to charity. Uh, Who's got money for it? And we ended, I ended up just like backing out. It was supposed to be a dollar a chop, but someone paid $60. And I was like, Uh, I'm taking 20 chops. We hit $100 for 20 chops. Wow. Yeah. For charity. Give me 100. I was like, I'm taking 20. 
I'm frail. He took his did, shirt off. Did you give them the guy's first time in a in a battle royal trial? Yes. Okay. Yes, these okay. are all shoot. Oh yeah, shoot, no, uh, awesome. no. The they would have known. I was bruised from my collarbone to my hips the yeah. next morning. Yeah, it was. It was like I was so feeling so guilty. Literally by halfway like, through it, Leroy was like, "I could see in your eyes, my dude." That you felt sorry for me. I mean, like it was like you were shooting your dog. <laughs> Putting me out of the I think uh, you had to drive home with the seatbelt behind <laughs> yeah. your back because it couldn't touch your chest. Yeah, as wow. a matter of fact, that's I, what happened. When I first trained, and I started training with uh, uh, Big Wood and um, Richie Dye, and my very first training session was basically. About a million fucking Hindu squats, about a million push-ups, about a million jumping jacks, um, and then proceeding to take turns chopping the shit out of me and body slamming me. Yeah, that uh, was uh, mine. Was run around the ring till I threw up and yes. then, then beat on me. Then oh, I definitely yeah, I definitely thrown up before we got to the bumps and the and the, the other things. Um, so we're getting into uh, nearly two hours, guys. Can you fucking believe it? We've we've done this. For oh like two no, hours. I can absolutely believe it. Because we're all fucking very interesting people. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Interesting people. That's what I was going to go with. Idiots. Yeah. Idiots. So what? What I, I know you said you had a lot of stuff to plug. What else do you want to plug before we get out of here? Um. So I have uh, Adventure Fight. The podcast is coming soon. I have obviously Gravy Boys is coming back oh, so very excited. very soon. And also, I am, uh, I'm working on a book. It's going to happen eventually. Don't put me on a timeline. No, but is it going to be a pop-up or a scratch and sniff? And Bobby Anderson. What? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did you say? I said, is it going to be a pop-up or a scratch and sniff? Oh, uh, pop-up. Because oh. <laughs> you know I like Because you know I like to pop-up. <laughs> Uh, from the Johnsons on, I felt like this is... I don't know if this was more about um, whiskey or penises. Well, the, you know, the, the whiskey leads to the penises. The whiskey leads to penises. I, uh, unfortunately, uh, Malata is very whiskey, but we'll get some more wine in there and see what that oh, leads to good. later. All right. Yeah, that's good for me, yeah. All right, Leroy, what do you got to plug? Yeah, what you uh, got to plug, We're brother? doing the uh, check-out... Nothing. Uh, <laughs> you retired. You retired. Old-timer. You're nobody. <laughs> you got the uh, Bump in the Night TV... Uh, we're almost at uh, 6,000 subscribers on YouTube. Wow, congrats. Uh, if somebody wants to send us a product, we'll uh, advertise it on there and we'll keep the product. You don't have to pay us. We'll just keep your product. <laughs> uh, that's been working. We've gotten records from bands and beard oil and beer and a couple other things. It's been fantastic. <laughs> well, I have. Uh, we have today, of course, is the... Uh, I'm going to plug myself a little bit more. This is the whiskey episode. Next week, we have a guy named Will Bronner. And this gentleman... Yeah has been a swinger for 20 years and owned a swinger club for the last 10. What? So I imagine he has some really good stories coming up. Did we, we meet also, him at Frolico? <laughs> we also Holy got some... Holy shit, uh, talking about burying the lead, I'm so glad I got to be a part of the protracted advertisement <laughs> for that episode. You're welcome. I, I thought, Holy shit. You know, it's funny because I'm, I even have like Daniel Simmons, so... So when I say I have a fucking variety, like I have a preacher coming on, um, I've had a whiskey episode, yeah, yeah. Straight Edge, so if you haven't heard something that, that, that meets your entertainment needs, uh, check through all the shit 
uh, you're going to find something. Check out Gravy Boys. Um, check out him when he starts doing stand-up Bryant again. Uh, whenever his book drops, uh, check out yes, Leroy. Yes, uh, come buy my posters. Yes. Um, listen to me on Chronic Conversations and Chronic Thoughts. Any any final thoughts, guys? On uh, let me do else? a traditional Irish toast for St. Patty's Day. Let's do it. All right. All right. Uh, okay, let's do it. All right. Here we go. Traditional Irish toast. Piss on the queen. Piss on the queen. <laughs> yeah! Give me a second. I hope I get to go to hell so I can find Margaret Thatcher. And Princess Die. So that one had a little bit more left than the other ones. So <laughs> let me just suggest that one is a much better sipper than it is a shooter. Um, yeah. Anyway, thanks, guys, uh, for being on the show. Thank you, Leroy, for oh, coming very back welcome. and Always, giving me your time. Man, thank you, Brian. Um, I'm, I'm going to get back in touch with you about doing some, some of that open mic stuff and and something else that I didn't talk about on here that I'm going to talk to you later. And I, I need to book Bobby Anderson. Yeah, and the cooking stuff. Oh, la, la. Cooking stuff. We need to talk to Bobby yeah, Anderson. Yeah, Bobby Anderson's coming back. I need Bobby him on the show Anderson again. Bobby Anderson is coming back. It's going to be bad. I need him on the Bump of the Night TV again, too. Okay, yeah. Hit me up. All right, till next time, guys. Uh, like I said, next week we have the, uh, the the swinger, and it's going to be, I guess, a swinger theme episode. And uh, thanks for joining us and listening to our drunk, idiotic asses. We truly appreciate that and you taking your time to spend with us. Listen to us on all platforms, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Say bye, bye. baby. Hey, you think Christmas is still open? <laughs> yeah. Anybody want to go to Christmas or Waffle House after this? <laughs> all right, we'll talk to everybody later. Bye-bye, everybody.